Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. The show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week so you are in the know you know and if i was doing this by myself i'd just be a crazy person speaking to the wall but i'm not because i'm joined today by the lovely gwen flamberg hey gwen well hello where is sarah heron is she drinking guinness in dublin you know no matter what hour of the day it is is I know she is drinking Guinness somewhere uh, in Dublin or on the coast of Ireland. She is uh, just on brand, always, indeed. On brand. Our flush-faced beauty, soon to become a European citizen after she meets a good old Irish lad up on the coast there as she serves up Galway gal. Yeah, she would be a Galway gal. (laughs) Well, we will have Sarah back next week. But for now, Gwen, I want to get right into our woes of the week. These are the stories that made my co-hosts and I clutch our proverbial pearls. They just really stood out to us for one reason or another. When what story stood out to you this week? Travis, have you been watching the new seminal show on the Hulu network? Tell me lies. I have not. So tell me lies is a show on Hulu. Um, It's basically about a very lovely, unassuming, not very smart girl in college who falls for a guy who is just gaslighting her left and right. Every single person who I've talked to about this show, it is highly, highly triggering because everybody has a Steven in their life at some point. Steven is the character's name. Totally. Spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen the finale. Not really giving that much away, but... Something wild happens from a beauty standpoint, which is at the very end of the finale, the main character gets really like nervous about something wild, a crazy twist that basically ends the finale of season one. And she breaks out in like stress hives, like a rash and covers it up. So the makeup artist on this show, how genius was that? That they created these stress hives In real time, it's just one of the most wildly interesting, crazy, triggering, 
things that a makeup artist has ever done in a Hollywood show. And so it's it's just it's a crazy thing. And, you know, if you want to read all about it, see the images, see how it went down. Go to usmagazine.com stylish. Of course, we got the scoop. Nice. Well, my woe of the week belongs to Adele. Not only did she release that amazing music video for I Drink Wine, where she is in this floaty and all of these hands are trying to hand her wine and she's shoving them away. But she has said that after her residency, she wants to go back to uni, as she calls it, and get a degree in English literature. So now her residency kicks off November 18th very, very soon. And she has 24 rescheduled performances after all of that drama that happened last time. And she was at a Q&A and she said after she's done, she will be pursuing a degree in, in English literature. She said she will complete um, online courses in order to get her degree um, after wishing that she went to university when she had the chance. She said, um, if I hadn't made it singing, I think I would definitely be a teacher. I'd be an English lit teacher and I would definitely use my passion for English literature, even though it's not the job that I would go through to get my degree. I wish I'd gone to uni, uni and had that experience experience. She says, I'll go online with the tutor and that's my plan for 2025. It's just to get the qualification, she said, which I thought was so nice. I can totally see her as an English teacher. We love Adele, but like if Adele goes and gets an English degree, her lyrics are going to be even better. And may I just say, I'm just so happy that that was your woe, Trav, because that I like wine. It's like one of my favorite songs on that record. And I just love the video. <laughs> the visual is so good. Whatever the heck they call it these days. But she uh, she's one of my favorites. Del can do no wrong. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Me, too. And I agree. I think that English lit is like, you know, when you're a singer and a writer of, you know, songs, it can't hurt. Can't hurt. Mm. Well, just like Adele in that video, let us dive into not wine, but some of the celebrity news stories of the week. I want to talk with just the agonizing slow breakup of Giselle and her husband, Tom Brady. Of course, we put her first because she's worth more money and we like her better than Tom Brady. So sorry to you, Tom. But the two are just seeming to get closer and closer to divorce. A source tells us now that they have started divvying up all the properties. Giselle's home is on the only name on the home in Miami. They have two residences in New York and they have recently divvied those up. Um, one is at Cooper Place. We, you know, you don't have to stock them, but one is in Williamsburg and one is downtown and Giselle's they name is only on in, one. Um, on Vestry Street in Tribeca, like the building of buildings. Like this yes. is the building in my neighborhood and the yes. whole city, to be honest. And that's the one that Giselle's name is on. And then Tom is on the other one by the edge. And they are, which seems to be very, very (laughs) not a good sign. If you and your partner are recently only putting one name on your houses and sort of dividing up big assets, a source tells us that friends are worried that this is the final step for them, but that it could also be a scare tactic for Giselle to try to get Tom to finally come back to her and realize what he has and what he's doing wrong. But I don't know. This just never seems like a good sign. Well, listen, first of all, they both are worth a lot of money. She's worth a lot more than him. Maybe she was really smart about it. And she was like, listen, instead of us going in together on our properties, we should just purchase them separately just in case. I mean, that's kind of an interesting way to go into marriage. I also find it really weird, this Williamsburg property. Like, did they buy that as an investment property? Is it his crash pad? 
What is it? We it don't must know. be his crash pad. But this they that. bought them together and they both had names on both the properties. And now they are switching the names on the properties oh, from Miami I to see. Williamsburg now. So this is a new revelation that they are not on as a couple for any of these properties. Very interesting. But also, let's just, you know, go back, revisit down memory lane when we would see them together at Harry Josh's pre-Met Gala hair ball. Now, Tom and Giselle together, it's like staring at the sun. They're so gorgeous. But you may remember, Trav, you tried to teach him how to twerk. I was there. I saw it. He did not have a lot of rhythm. I sort of thought right there and then, you know, she is like this passionate Brazilian. uh, You know, I, I just... I, I don't know. It's not surprising to me that it's not going to go the distance. It's just really sad to me that he can't just retire from football, retire from commentating and just let her have a moment and a shine because she has dedicated so many years of her life to him and his success. And he does not seem to want him to do the same. It's just so interesting to me that like as a star quarterback, that's the only way that he has his identity and has yeah. his stroked. It's like, as a dad, as a husband, as just like being a part of a community. It's like, that's not enough for him. And that's really sad. It is. It is. It's really sad. And they might both be gorgeous, but they have problems too. Well, let us move on to Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry has a brand new memoir out. It's called Friends, Lovers, and Big Terrible Things. And we are going to walk you some of the highlights because there are some huge, huge bombshells, some juicy revelations. Well, he, you know, first shared that he, of course, had a huge addiction problems his entire life, his entire career up until this day. And he shared that he nearly almost died while the time that he was filming Friends because he had taken 55 Vicodin tablets and a quart of vodka every single day just to make it through the day. Matthew Perry estimates that he spent about $9 million trying to get sober and, you know, reveals that he's had 14 surgeries, nearly died several times, and occasion is to heart has stopped beating for five minutes, and he now has the bowels of a, quote, man in his 90s after being forced to wear a colostomy bag for a year. Now, his addiction wasn't the only thing he opened up about. He talked about dating Julia Roberts, which I completely forgot until he brought it up, whom he actually dumped at the time in the 90s. And he said, quote, I can't even begin to describe the look of confusion on her face. Um, I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was broken, bent, and unlovable. So instead of facing the inevitable agony of losing her, I broke up with her, the beautiful and brilliant Julia Roberts. Later, he would go on to watch her be, he was in the audience to watch her win Best Actress, the Oscar for Aaron Bravakovich in 2001. Um, Rough, rough, rough time. Now, years before uh, they were both cast in Friends, Matthew Perry asked out his friend Jennifer Aniston at the time, but she turned him down. He wrote that he always harbored, harbored a crush on her. Matthew says, fairly early in the making of Friends, I realized I was still crushing badly on Jennifer Aniston. Our hellos 
and goodbyes became awkward. And then I'd finally ask myself, how long can I look at her? Is three seconds too long? And he also revealed that it was actually Jennifer Aniston who came to his trailer to intervene when his addiction spiraled out of control, telling him, hey, this whole cast can smell booze on you. Now, Gwen, you might say, wow, that's a lot of really famous, really gorgeous men from Matthew Perry. Well, I'm going to throw another one. He also writes about making out with Gwyneth Paltrow inside of a broom closet um, (laughs) at a party before they both got famous. Oh, and there's one more. There was the time that he was set up with Cameron Diaz. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Um, but she wasn't really enthusiastic. Matthew said, quote, Cameron got almost instantly stoned. It was clear that she wasn't interested in me at all. Adding insult to injury, he writes, she accidentally punched him in the face. Uh, Accidentally (laughs) punched him in the face. I wonder when and how. I just feel so wildly sad for Matthew Perry after reading everything about this memoir, because as... I think we all knew that he struggled with addiction, had these huge addiction issues. We all saw the reunion and saw how kind of terrible he looked, but Mm -hmm. nobody knew that it was quite this drastic. I mean, it is kind of amazing. This guy cheated death. I mean, all of his issues that he had with his intestines, his stomach, this is like what Elvis died of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of amazing that he was able to sustain such a heavy addiction for so long. And all I have to say is like, Bravo to him. Bravo to him for not holding back in this memoir, putting it all out there and really, you know, coming as clean as he possibly could have. And, and you know, what a way to lay all your regrets bare. But in a memoir, like could have had, <laughs> could have had Julia, Julia could have had Jen, could have had Gwynny, you know. Never uh, had a chance with Cameron. Well, no, no. <laughs> It's what some people say, especially with addiction issues, that some people just have iron guts. And I think that Matthew Perry is definitely one of those people who just cheated death so many times when his, you know, scientifically, biologically, he was not supposed to do that. And I just found it so, well, first of all, 55 bike it in a quart of vodka every day. Damn. Didn't even know that that was, you know, possible for one to do. But also he broke up with Julia 
Roberts? I don't get it. He did it for the right reasons, just, you know, knowing that they were going to go away. But it's just that's so wild to me. That was that was a shocker. Well, let's move on to the story that made me the saddest the week, but we have to talk about it. Um, Leslie Jordan, the mm-hmm. actor and comedian and life light of all of our lives, died this past Monday in a car crash in Hollywood. He was 67 years old. Um, his rep confirmed to us and said, quote, not only was he a mega talent and joy to work with, but he provided an emotional sanctuary to the nation. As Leslie Jordan was known for King. Beverly Leslie on the long-running sitcom Will and Grace. He had roles on American Horror Story and Call Me Cat. And he, but I mean, Leslie Jordan was really known. Um, his fame grew exponentially during the pandemic, where he posted warm-hearted joke and updates about his life. You know, just everyone related to him. It was like I've walked around my house for the fifteenth hundredth time, and it was just, it was so so heartbreaking to hear about this. Just terrible. 67 and in a car crash. I mean, sometimes the universe is really cruel. It really is. But, you know, there's some really nice parts about this, Gwen. So uh, six months ago, he bought his first home and he was so proud of getting his first home at 67 years old. He finally... Yeah, I know. And I thought it was a really sweet moment. And you also he was also um, in jail early in his life. And guess who he shell shared a jail cell with Gwen? I did not know this. So he was in jail and his celly, as you would call it, was none other than Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no way. Were they both in the drunk tank? They were both in actual jail, not Great. just the drunk tank. Really? The drunk tank is for overnight people. They were in prison. Wow. So they were in prison and shared a cell together. And Leslie Jordan said that he ran into Robert Downey Jr. many, many years later. And Robert Downey Jr. was looking at him like, oh, my God, all this horrible stuff came coming back. And him and Leslie Jordan were great. But uh, Leslie Jordan got sober right after he got out of jail with cellmate Robert Downey Jr. Can you believe it? Really awesome. I I loved Leslie Jordan for so many reasons. I mean, Beverly Leslie and Will and Grace is one of the most iconic characters ever. And like, I, I defy anybody to not smile. Yeah, he came on the screen as Beverly Leslie. But what I also loved about him so much was like during the pandemic, when he went back to Tennessee, where he was from, to Chattanooga, to live with his mom, who's 94 years old during the pandemic, which I, you know, I found so relatable because I didn't leave New York City because my elderly mom is is here. And, you know, just Beverly Leslie, Leslie Jordan, like one and the same human that just kind of like brought a smile to everyone always like just that kinds of light that is really rare to find, especially in people in Hollywood. It is. And my associate Banji and I are taking a lovely cruise. I mean, I just couldn't get enough of him on that show. <laughs> and just you will be missed. Leslie Jordan. We love you. My little Bev. Yeah. 
Well, let us move on to our last story of the day. Gwen, it has been revealed. Penguin Random House has revealed the cover and title of Prince Harry's long-awaited memoir. I feel like it's been five years, even though I know it's impossible to be five years because he was still in royal life. But the new book will be called Spare. Of course, that is uh, a little nod to the heir and the spare, as Harry was already called. Uh, And the Penguin Random House said it will be published globally on January 10th, 2023. They wrote, the uh, Penguin Random House said, we are excited to bring readers everywhere. uh, The remarkable and personal, emotionally powerful story, it's a mouthful, of Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. Uh, The cover is a close-up shot of Harry staring straight at the camera. And Gwen, I know you saw this. What did you think? Are you excited? Well, here's the thing, Trap. Obviously, you know, I roll over and I start scrolling first thing in the morning. And it was one of the first things that I saw online. And to be honest, Trav, at first I thought that this was a spoof. I did too. Of the book. Because the title, Spare, I get it. But like, wow. You know, I just kind of feel like it's almost like there's there's a double entendre there. There's... It's just like, I think it's cheap. Do you? I I think it's cheap. Like, obviously, the air and the spare, but also it's a nod to like, he's living a spare life now, like not in the the riches and the of of the royals. But like, come on now, living in a mansion in like, I don't know. I just feel a little bit like, why is he putting all of his cards on the table? Like, why does everybody have to know everything the deep dark secrets he's so young for this so i also thought that this was a parody it sort of reminded me like the 90s calvin klein like obsession ads where they were really really dramatic and then people started to parody them and they're like glamour and when i saw this picture especially that like photo they chose where he looks like i don't know a hot hungover person sort of (laughs) it just felt like really 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 cheesy and again the title seems cheesy as well it just feels more like megan than like harry yes absolutely he has that same like sparrow eyed look that megan loves so much and it really looked like she was the creative director for this cover shoot and for the whole idea the whole positioning of the book it just feels a little bit like was this all Harry's idea and doing? And I just have to say, God bless that he waited until after Her Majesty, mm-hmm. the Queen, yeah. went to heaven. It really is a lovely gift that he could give the Queen so she doesn't have to read all about who we definitely believe her favorite grandson. Aww. All of his sad trials and tribulations in the palace. True, true. Well, if you haven't seen the picture, go look at it. And I just can't unsee Meghan Markle's face or creative direction in this, in the title, all of it. And there's like a gentle wind machine on him. I don't know. Very handsome. He looks very rugged, you know. Yeah. This is the Harry of, you know, who, who fought in the army. And this is the Harry who's like, he's just a rugged dad of two in California. You know, it's just, <laughs> and it's just, There just seems to be this axe to grind. I know he's been quite bitter for a long time, but 
I don't know. He's a bit young to have a memoir where it's all out there. That's my opinion. Yeah. And of course, social- I'm going to read it. I will pre-order today. <laughs> The the social media backlash definitely used the word bitter as well and bitter just because of the title and sort of general vibe of the description that we got. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, you know, again, can't wait to read it. Good luck, uh, Harry. Congratulations. And all of those things. And thank you to the ghost of Sarah Huron, who is <laughs> drunk in Ireland, right? And to the real Gwen Flamberg for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, Gwen, you know what they are? They're, They're just like, like us. us. Yes, they are. Guys. Back next week. Guys.